This episode is brought to you by Tabletop Dominion, purveyors of handmade dice and artisan gaming accessories. Why not head over to tabletopdominion.com and use the code BELLOW to enjoy 10% off your order. Who knows, maybe you will find your very own blue dice of power. Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. I'm here with everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, Hello. Mike. Not really everybody. No Johnny, no Dan, but you know what I mean. All the quality. I'm here with Lucas and Graham and the tattered remnants of Paul. You're here with the most important people. The most important people. And we are here to say thank you for listening to us because we have finally reached episode 150. Mm. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? A couple of people that listen to this make their own podcasts and... uh, I'm sure they remember thinking that these kinds of numbers are just impossible when you get started. But anyway, there we are. Yes, so this is episode 150. Thanks for listening so far. I have absolutely no idea what this episode is about. No. It might be one with you, just you, Paul. I'm not sure yet. Oh, you're working I don't know quite how they're all going to stick together. What but that's it. Oh, no, that would be. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we have no other news or information. We love ratings and reviews, and you should email us. Just a single expletive um, yes. in an email. We will read it out because we get so little mail. And we're just so desperate. But you can find us on Twitter at Billowing Hilltoe because Paul chose the name without the P at the end. Because anyway, no, it was too long. Well, you could Billow Pod. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram. I don't know. I haven't got anything else to say, really. Just thanks for sticking with us. We're amazed that you are, all eight of you. Yeah, anything else? Anything else to chip in, chaps? Uh, no. No, it's no. a miracle we're still here. Well, that's it. So on that bombshell, we will push on with episode 150, I can't believe it, of the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Oh, no, I have remembered which one it is. It is the one with just you, Paul. Oh. Uh, Very appropriately, it's a little bit short. (laughs) Episode 150 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, (laughs) The Bottle. Good lunchtime. Good lunchtime to you. Hello, readers. It's just me and Paul again, Hello. picking up with Scaly, and it's lunchtime, because we just had to find a point that we can record, which doesn't interfere with the other game, because the other players are more important, Paul. No, that's fine. They are much, yeah. much, much more important. They are more important. In every way. I'm trying to remember. Can you remember? I, I You've just made a discovery, right? Yes. I think that's where we... Oh, of course. Yes, yes. How could I forget? Yes. You're in Ocarals, you presume. Yes. Hotel room. Yes. In the deluxury. Yeah. And you've gone there trying to find out more about him because he was rifling through your room at the Ogre's Hideout. The others have gone to even start. You've gone to Ocarals. Well, you've gone to the Deluxury. You've, you've checked into the Deluxury. Yes. You've got a room on the same floor as Ocaral. You've broken into Ocaral's room and you've found signs that more than one creature, person, has been living in a state of sort of animal filth. Yeah. For days, you'd have thought. I mean, if not longer. You've rifled through some stuff that was in there. There were a couple of backpacks. Let's not get into that in too much detail. But in one of the packs, you found a bottle that exactly resembles the bottle that you drank from in Ilthane's lair. The bottle that contained some kind of elixir or something that had bumped up your, I'm saying, constitution. constitution. Yes, okay. And you know that Parker and Burple also drank from bottles just like it yeah and this bottle is empty <laughs> i don't know if i need to draw you a picture but if ocaral had this bottle and has drunk from this bottle 
and Ocaral subsequently turned into something awful, like a sort of screaming undead pedal bin. Yes. Yeah. Then it looks like you're in a bit of, it looks like you found probably what happened to Ocaral and potentially what might, something might be happening to you. We've drawn a thread from one thing to another and come up with, oh fuck. Yes, exactly. The others, um, we can talk about this because they, you know, they don't know about this. Blissfully unaware. Well, they've had some, well, I can't talk, but the other guys don't really know about this yet. They haven't got, they haven't obviously been following that thread. They've got no reason to understand that. So we'll have to leave the others to the others. Right. And they are more important. They're much more important. Much, much more important. And obviously they'll be fine. Yes. Because they're just so important. It's important. Whereas we run through new characters with you, like, you know, so. Well, it's a bit of fun, matter. isn't it? There'll be another one. Another one. There'll be another one. Just take the next taxi off the rank. I've already got a name for it. Okay, so. So I was upstairs in this hotel room. Yeah, and then, what do you want to do? You're standing there holding well, this bottle. Having just, you see, when you ended the last one, I was like, a million questions. We need to keep going. And you were like, no, no, we're going to stop. So the thing is, is having put two and two mm-hmm. together and come up with oh fuck, what I'm, the first yes. thing, that obviously, is I'm going to be like, I need healing. I need this gone because there's no way I can fulfill my oath if I'm a worm-infested, parasitically gone, screaming pedal bin. Yes. Okay, so yeah. Healing. So we're saying, you've worked, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've, there's an element of metagaming going on here, which is that because of the nature of the revelation of the bottle at the end of the last, our last session, Mm. and the fact that it's been, what, how many weeks? A month? Since we played that session. It's been a while. You've had plenty of time to understand that ramifications, which we're just going to have to credit to Scaly having a flash of logic and inspiration. It's been keeping me awake at night to be honest. Well, you know. And you're taking it too seriously. It's not. It's a serious thing. Although, you know, with lesser importance than the others, but it's a serious thing. Let's... Well, let's just say... Let's, so let's pick up the... Let's start the clock running. Okay. We have got to be like relatively conscious of how much time passes for scaling. Episode of Countdown. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. First of all, what do you want to do immediately he's now? Go downstairs. You've got a bottle in your head. He's got a bottle okay, in his hand. Back he's, into the... he's going downstairs in yes. the hotel and he's going to go and ask about a healer to see if he uh, can well, find the, an arc. There's a slightly snooty person behind, yes. the, behind the desk. He's going to find the nearest D, person. And then there's the arm okay, he's literally the it's nearest, the nearest person. person who I think is intelligent enough to answer. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a restaurant full of people. And, but no, okay. Not let's the not, let's I'm not, talking about. I'm talking about. Yes, well, let's not get too into it. So if, if, if Armin is, ne- uh, is nearby... Yes, yes, a healer, a healer. Okay, okay. I need, so I go up to him. He's like, I need some assistance from you. Oh, I need sir. To, yes, I, assistance. Yes, I need to find a reputable alchemist who can help me identify a potion. I'm just basically holding this empty bottle into his face, which means holding it down. And, and quickly, very quickly. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, you get sure. My meaning. I'm not sure I do grasp sir's meaning. A healer. Um, no, a recompense alchemist. is necessary. Uh, uh, yes. I, well, an alchemist now, yes, yes. What about... Gulg's tinctures on the street of a dozen smiles. It's not too far to walk. Is is, is this man? Is he reputable? Is he discreet? Uh, he he uh, he's capable of discreet. Capable of discretion. <laughs> he does have a certain reputation. The nature of his work requires a certain amount. Of, sir, is everything okay with the room? Uh, yes, you lo- a little. Um, yeah, no, room's lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, thank you for the cigars and uh, directions to. Gulgs, please. He's on the street of a dozen smiles, sir. Okay, I'm going to. And he sort of, he sort of points. I don't know. He 
wafts his hand <laughs> outside as if he's the sort of person that has other people do other things for him and he very, very rarely leaves the hotel. Okay, I'm going to head over. Okay, well, you can sort of find your way. Still snowing. I'm basically walking through the streets holding this <laughs> this bottle in front. Bottle in front. Just straight in front, in front of me. Arm straight out. In front Rather of me. Front of the bottle, then a bottle yeah. in front of me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marching through the streets going, Gold, where's Gold? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need Gold. Uh, where's Gold? <laughs> I'm in a hurry. Okay, now. well, let's just... Uh, it's not too far. Let's get the map of Frostanger up, just so I've got... I'll orient myself. God, it's ages since we've um, done all of this. Been a while. It's been a while. The Street of a Dozen Smiles runs between the arena mm. and the great temple of Banshivu. Ah. It's in the northern part of town. It's not too difficult for you to find. You walk across Royal Island. Yeah. You draw some attention because... On the Royal Island, the watchmen are... They're like the kind of posh police. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, you're not doing anything technically wrong. No. But they don't like boisterous behaviour, loudness, oddness, or anybody disturbing the peace. Having said that, it is, I believe, the morning of Urt, which is the day of rest, and it's snowy and the streets are pretty empty, despite the celebrations that are all building up for Zeech's gala. Yeah. So even though they look at you a little askance, you're okay... You can leave Royal Island through the main fortified gate, and then it's not far. And you can get to the Street of Dozen Smiles and Gulg's shop, yes, which uh, is closed because <laughs> it's hurt. Oh, arse. Because um, it's... Okay. But he's uh, closed. I mean, you've, uh, you've been to other shops today and they weren't closed. Yeah, no, I, this that's an idea. I'm going to go back to where I was getting... It's shuttered up. It's a small place... It's nothing like the other places you've been to with kind of heavy security or whatever. This is like a little apothecary's yeah. potion shop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, well, in which case, I'm going to go back to where I was having, um, I forgot what it's called, the oh, tail ashtray made. And the Eomandy. Yeah, Eomandy's. Yes. Eomandy's Wonders. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, oh, okay. So well, again, uh, marching straight ahead, marching arms out front, <laughs> holding this bottle. <laughs> Yes. Well, the two hobgoblins who are running security recognise you this time. No need to have a, a kind of yeah. dialogue with them. The giant iron door grinds open. The two gnomes yes. that were there before that were talking to you, the one that sort of does the talking and the one that is obviously the, um, the craftsman or the expert, are still sitting at that front desk. How nice to see you again, sir. And so soon. Yes, yes, yes. I need to find Mr. Gulg of Gulg's Tinctures. It's urgent. Can you help? Um, oh, and I need a dagger made. That's urgent as well. Uh, uh, oh, but Gulg. Um, yes. Oh, he'll be closed. Yeah, I he know. lives up at his shop, though. Oh. What kind of dagger? He looks more interested in the question about the dagger. I need a dagger that's able to be hidden away under my cloak and that bears the iconography of beer mat. Oh, so a custom piece. Yes, ceremonial, but sharp and functional. Well, I think we could organise that for you, Bespoke uh, Peaks. Shall we say 200 gold coins? Yes. Well, we'll need a few days, though, urgent or not. Yes, I'll pick it up with the rest of the gear. Oh, very well, very well. Okay. I then, about turn. Oh, right. It's a tail up, so I don't knock anything down. And then I'm just yes. march, march out again. See you. I've gone. <laughs> I'm slightly bemused. So <laughs> I'm, this guy. I'm gone. Oh, that's it. Yes, well, I won't, we won't keep you. No, I head back to gold. I'm go- I want to try and find a way. Okay. Well, it. I mean, it's the, we're back to where we were. So it, it's still as it was. The street is quiet. Gulg's <laughs> Tinctures is the sign above the door. The shop is it, all the shutters are closed. This does, do? this does remind me of a computer game. 
It really is. What, where, you, where you have to do what, things like before Zelda something, or something. Where you have to, yeah, 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 yeah. Something before something else is available. Yeah. I throw a pebble at the upstairs shutters and bang on the door. Well, you can kind of hear the sound of something moving around in there. Yeah. And then there's the sound of kind of latches, catches, and then the shutter swings open upstairs. And voice says, what in the name of Bum Shiva is the matter? Who is it there? Can't you see where it closed? <laughs> I'm running out of voice. <laughs> you've so just reverted, go with it. You've reverted to Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> Base level Yorkshire. <laughs> well, generic north. <laughs> one. And there's a an ageing, kind of wizened, widdly little man appears at the window. And he's not looking at you. Give me a... Give me a perception check. Or mm, perception check. Give me a perception check. Perception check, eh? Uh, ooh, I get a 17. You think, from the way that he is looking out into the street, that he's partially sighted at best. Okay. He's not looking at you. And you're standing, this giant, great, blue-green creature against a snowy backdrop. And he's looking out the window. He's only about, I don't know, 15 feet above you. Yeah. And he's just going, who is that? Who is that making that noise? All right. I need your help. It's urgent. Oh, he kind of, his now his head snaps round. And he sort of appears at you. You get the sense that he can now sort of, he's worked out that there's something there. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, mm. it's urgent. I'll pay. Oh, um, you can size. He disappears. The shutters close. You can kind of hear grumbling, muttering from inside. And then you can hear stomping, right? <laughs> and then the door opens at the side of the shop. Yeah. And his face, bony little face, darts out in the darkness. Did you say pay? Yes. And he kind of blinks <laughs> at you. He can't really see you. Oh, uh, yeah, just, yes. And I push past him into the shop. Oh, um, you can't. Uh, watch out there. Uh, you you got to be careful. There's lots of fragile... Uh, Come inside. Give us a hand. There's barely enough room to get past him. You've got dark with Yeah, right? dark with six. Okay, so the, because the, the whole shop is closed up and everything is dark, this looks like a person. This looks like a... He doesn't use sight. Yeah. It's congested. Not chaos, but just... It's chocker. There's jars of spices and powders and there's mounds of stuff being mixed and there's the smell of spices and herbs and chemicals, and there's, like, mummified, you think, bits of animals, nice. things in jars, like in, like, what is it in biology lessons? Formaldehyde? Yes. Probably not sounds, formaldehyde. But, sounds like but my there are jars kitchen. of things, like eyes and stuff. Yeah. And he kitchen. is fussing after you. Careful! Watch out for this. It's delicate. This is delicate <laughs> equipment. Well, all right. So, look, Scaly's he's brusque, but he's not hostile or aggressive. He's just... He just wants to get things done. He's single-minded and he's he's a bit probably a bit worried about well, definitely a bit worried about what's going on. He's as we know, he's six foot six and he's a bit of a, a yeah. bull in a china right. shop or a dragonborn in an alchemist shop. And <laughs> yeah. so he's like, Come on, come on, come in, shut the door behind you. There's no time to waste. And you know, the tail is up vertical, so he's careful not to swing it around. Uh, he looks bemused by this because he can't follow you. He, he's he's struggling to follow you. Yeah. In terms of where you're going and what you're doing. Like when you speak and then you move and then he loses you and he's looking in the wrong place the next yeah. time you speak. And he's like, um, you shut the door. Yes, okay, okay, okay. You hear him kind of, he shuffles off. And he's obviously done this like a zillion times. Yeah. And he just knows this, this is his territory. And he just, obviously by feel or by whatever, he locks up 
and then he shuffles his way back into the road. He's lost you again. But where he's in his shop, you wouldn't know. Yeah. It's like the Donald Pleasance thing in um, Great Escape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's clearly comfortable in his own space. Yep. Right now, now don't break anything because you have to pay for it. <laughs> what is so urgent that you have to wake me up on the one day off that I get a week? Shut up. Can't I get Shut a up. single... An old attention. man just wants a single day's rest. Right. I should be using it. Oh, I should say, hello there. I can't do this. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> Moving into, uh, what's that? Yeah, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, right. I will show, um, you know, show him the bottle, push the bottle into his face and say, do you recognise this? <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, hold up. Make a dice roll. He's got a chance. No, he can't see the bottle. He kind of, he starts reaching out. He kind of beckons, he, he puts both hands out and he kind of beckons you, gestures you to hand over what it is. I can't see a thing. Hand it, hand, okay. give it here, give it here. What is it? What is All it? All right, so I will hand over the bottle. Yeah, he drops it, smashes <laughs> on the floor. Don't you? Don't he kind of holds it, like makes no difference to me. He's holding it, he's kind of cradling it and he's weighing it. And then he starts running his hands over its surface, which is quite distinctive because it's that kind of crystalline, multifaceted, heavy crystal glass kind of thing and it's like oh yes yes and it's got filigree mm-hmm. like adamantine basket work metal work around it and that he's interested in and his fingers are kind of tracing that round then he holds it he starts sniffing at it yeah he's like yeah well it's interesting if you can help me i'll make sure you get gold i'm gonna light up a cigar no he kind of is distracted by that from the bottle and he peers sightlessly at you and he actually seems relatively pleased it's like it's actually looking at you with some sort of admiration it's yeah uh, that's a counter for restaurant yeah, is it not it is oh, okay well very lovely but it doesn't interfere with my nose so it's probably best safe for later well if you can help me i'll make sure you get a whole box of them and some gold well, well it's all very well and thank you very much but uh, first of all can you put that out because i can't smell anything uh, i now, put it out on my arm what no on the table i'm gonna sm- put it out on the table Whatever's closest. He sort of grimaces, but not, you know. Now then. And he has another kind of sniff at the... There is a residue. This is... um, Looks at you sharply, like like he could see you. Blinks at you, he says, This is... uh, This is Eldritch. This is... What? This is not good. Now you're telling me. How did you come by this? Where did you get it from? I'm going to ignore that. I'm just going to... Can you figure out what it is? I need an antidote. I found it somewhere hidden, but it's... N- you drank this? But it's not important. He kind of steps away from you <laughs> a little bit. You, you've consumed this. Can you help me find an antidote? I mean, I'm asking for a friend. It's not for me. Oh, okay. He kind of relaxes a little. Um, Let's just say it's in your interest to help. Well, it's, it's actually in everybody's interest to help. Whoever's consumed this is in deep, deep trouble. There may be a way to formulate some kind of curative fear, some kind of treatment. Now, I couldn't make it. This isn't my work. He holds it up. He kind of pushes it at you like he's done with it. Okay. And he doesn't want it anymore. All right. This isn't natural. This is unnatural. You need to find the maker. You need to find the original maker. That's the only way. The basket work. This basket work. It's distinctive. Maybe Arthur. Arthur? Who's Arthur? The thing is, business has been so slow recently, I have to say. My memory isn't quite what it was. Oh, I see. (laughs) How much? What? Don't be, uh, don't be greedy. All right, I want to roll an intimidate check. Yes. Get a sixteen. I want him to feel force of conviction. Again, it's not about violence; just force of conviction. 
or just a few gold would compensate me for disturbing my morning. Ten gold and uh, uh, another hundred when the antidote is successfully administered. Oh, no, now you're talking. Well, Arthur, I do recall now. I do recall now that my financial worries have been eased somewhat. (laughs) Arthur. Uh, Arthur, number plate. (laughs) Number plate. (laughs) Love it. He works at Eamandy's Wonders. Do you know it? I forgot so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's Yoke a gnome down. he's an expert with metalwork he might know who made this and he kind of again he's uh, he's still brandishing this thing at you you're getting the sense he wants you to take it off him alright thank you I shall be back I take it off him yeah. yes. hand over 10 gold peepies okay. lift my tail up vertically about turn march out uh, well he calls after you be careful now and I wouldn't I wouldn't hang about if, if you take my meaning I'm not bye and you hear the sound of the <laughs> The door being bolted, like triple bolted behind you. <laughs> it's like one of those cartoons or things where you You're I've back. just got me facing facing the other direction, marching exactly the other way. Yes. Bottle held out in front of me. Yes. Back to Eamandy's. Hobgoblins exchange a look this time, like, again, the door yeah. runs I'm here open to see Arthur, the third time plate. today. <laughs> the gnomes look up. How delightful. Comfortingly familiar to see, sir, for the third time today. <laughs> Can you tell me about this? I need to find an antidote, and I just hold it up to his face. Well, not me, but maybe Arthur might know something about Arthur. Arthur is the one with the giant lens. Oh, okay. oh God. I go over to him, and I hold it up to his face. Well, his eyes are just enormous. Yeah. And he sort of peers at it, and he looks up at you, and the it. eye, his giant eye regards you, magnified eye. And then he looks back at this thing. And then he looks up at you again and he says, I know this work. Yes. This is not local work. This is even star work. Highest quality. Where did you get this? That's not important. Can you help me get an antidote? An antidote? Uh, Something where you've, you, you've, have you drunk from this? He kind of beckons you to hand it to him rather than just to hold it up in yeah. front of him. He sniffs yeah, at it, it. And he also kind of wrinkles his nose. He doesn't react like Gould reacted. It's obviously not his field. But he wrinkles his nose and he goes, An antidote for what, sir? This doesn't smell very good, though. I don't know exactly. That's why I've come to you. Okay. I'm going to roll an intimidate on 15. And again, this is not about yeah, threat of okay. violence. I don't know that that really... Persuasion. When they look at each other, Arthur Number Plate looks back up at you. He takes the eyepiece out, addresses you, Nomo at Draco. Yes. It's not my craft. I'm a metal right, not an apothecary. I can't tell you one thing. Mr. O'Toole, whatever the contents, and I'm not qualified to comment on that, the bottle itself was most likely bought in by the Red Blades. Do you know them? They're on the corner of the way of the Queen Marshall and Horde Street. Merchant, uh, merchant house. Thank you. Right then. I look forward to seeing you when I come pick up my items. I take the bottle off him. Oh. I about turn <laughs> without knocking anything over. Oh. And okay. I head off. Well, they, I mean, you can't see them, but they exchange another glance as you, as you leave. They're just bemused. They don't like visitors, he calls after you. And then you can hear the iron door close behind you. Okay. He's off. Heading, stomp, stomp, following stomp, stomp, stomp. way of the Queen Marshal in the corner of the yeah. Queen Marshal and Hall Street. Okay. Well, there is a building there. Right on the corner, there's a three-story squat square building. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a house of someone prosperous, but it looks a little—it looks a little fortified, like it might contain items of value. Yeah. And it looks a little corporate, and it looks pretty buttoned up. There's nobody about. There's a crest. This is the giveaway, mounted above the door, 
featuring a pair of crossed red scimitars. Okay. As you're standing there looking at the... I don't know I mean, how close you're getting, but as you're standing there looking at this building, the snow intensifies. It's really starting to drift into corners, into spaces. The it's streets are now just completely empty. The weather is definitely closing. If anything, it's getting worse. Okay. Is there, like, there's a main entrance Yes, with, the, with the crest of it, yeah. But is this somewhere I can hide and still see what happens without it being obvious, like a staker? Not a building that you could use. You're in a sort of relatively high-status residential district. Mm-hmm. So you'd be using, you'd be trying to get into somebody else's house. Mm. There is a narrow... This building sits on the corner of the two main yeah. thoroughfares. Well, there's an, the square is completed by a little alley. I mean, a very little oh, okay. alley, like a runnel, that runs yeah. and joins up. To make t- yeah. round the back of the building. I mean, there okay. is in shadow. I mean, with your dark vision, you can see in. Yeah. It, it's all monochrome. All right. Well, um, I've got yeah, I've got that vision. So I'm going to take a walk down the narrow alley. Well, it's all in monochrome. It's dark. I mean, even even though it's, I think it's, I don't know where we are by now. Late morning, lunchtime. In this weather and in this level of shadow, it's dark. You need your dark vision. You pad into the alley. You haven't gone very far, Scaly, when you hear a voice from oh, behind you. It's a familiar voice oh. that says, I'm not sure this is the wisest thing for you to be doing. Uh, you your head whips around or whatever. There's nobody there. Yeah. It's just a voice, a disembodied <laughs> voice. You recognize it, though. I don't think you need to make a roll. It's the voice of um, the woman that came to see you at the Ogre's Hideout earlier, who called Bondi. herself Bondi and was asking about the others. Ah, okay. Try and fo- follow my footsteps in the snow, and you can make out with your dark vision footprints start to appear and head back out of the alley into the main street. Come on, come on, I won't hurt you. Marcus, at least, seems to think we can trust you. Ah, finally. Yes, of course. You've heard of Marcus, I suppose, from the others. Yeah. Yeah. Are you following? Yes. They lead you away. They go down Horde Street, through the gate, back onto Royal Island. We were talking about you crossing before. Across the island over the Forest Bridge. Forest Bridge leads from the Royal Island to the other island. As you pass the headquarters of the Watchman, the City Watch, the voice says, While you've been shopping, I have been busy. In there. Uh, You presume that she's talking about headquarters. headquarters. It's gratifying how much you can get out of the rank and file with a little cash and some persuasion. The key to avoid the higher-ups. You go through the main market mm. square, which is busier. And I say busy. It's just a sort of desultory little gaggle of people. A couple of stalls set up, a couple of braziers, people selling food, drink, and whatever. It's sort of rather half-hearted, zeech-based celebrations. There are new bodies swinging from the gallows in that main square. Nice. The voice, Bondi's voice, continues. Somebody else has been asking questions this morning where I was asking questions. Questions about your unwanted hotel guest. Mm-hmm. That person was a hired sword for the Red Blades. There's something about that lot. There is more going on there than meets the eye, and that is for certain. Anyway, well, I uh, spent a bit of money there too. Found somebody who was willing to give us a little bit of information. I'll tell you about it in a okay. minute. And then the footsteps divert from the tollway, from the main road, start making their way yep. down, down the incline that leads to the water. And immediately it's completely quiet. There's nobody about. There are yeah. some old, abandoned jetties, kind of half-hulk boats, tied up to them, frozen in place. Yeah. As you follow the footsteps, they take a right, and they lead you under the bridge. 
So you're going into the shadows. Okay. Into that kind of angle. There's an ancient troll hunched up in that angle between the bridge and the escarpment. It looks a bit like a pile of rocks and snow, but it stirs as you follow the footsteps towards it and just kind of have a quick kind of look at you and then returns to sleep. As soon as you're completely in the shadow of the bridge, Bondi appears. Just, she was invisible. She was just invisible. I mean, pointlessly, because she was walking in front of a hulk of not stealthy person. Well, maybe she doesn't want to be seen at all. Yeah, Yeah, I suppose so. She takes something out of her cloak. It's a little object. You're not quite sure what it is. It's like a little object, like a little spindle. Yes. Or something. She holds it up and she mutters something under her breath. And immediately you can see a light start to grow in the water, like out under the bridge where the ice is thinning. And then eventually something surfaces, Scaly. Something you've not seen before, like a sort of very, very, thing, very James like Bond. a kind of well, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit James, a bit James Bondy, all yes. very Bondy. It's some sort of craft. It's some sort of sub-aquatic craft. Yeah, it's big. There's a periscope. There's a conning tower, kind of yeah. with rivets and little portholes in it. And then there's a deck with grating across the top of it. Yes, Bondy's like, well, I hope Marcus is right about you, and she hops from the shore onto the first bit of deck planking starts making her yeah. way towards the conning tower and kind of beckons you to follow uh okay yes i i follow i think i'm, I'm gonna light a cigar up first but i'm gonna follow well she climbs up a ladder she goes into the conning tower down through a hatch down an iron yeah. ladder yeah and into this thing okay there's a weird interior there is a seat which looks like there were, well there are a series of seats or stations that look like various people would use you, you presume to control this thing you don't know there are magical devices there are orbs towards the front there's a window at the front that's looking out into the darkness of the lake yeah there are mechanisms and levers and there's pipe work and there's you can hear the hiss of gases you can feel a kind of low rumbling subsonic hum come up through your feet mm-hmm. she leads you away from all of this she leads you aft into the into an area that looks like it's a bit more to do with mechanics and engines and whatever machinery and mm-hmm. she presses a stud on the bulkhead and it looks like it just looks like a rivet but it's obviously like a secret little what's it and a hatch yeah. hisses open she leads you down she beckons you to follow and you descend into a strange chamber another strange chamber the floor is a grating, like on the deck, and you can see the curvature of the keel. So you're right. So you can actually, you're obviously in the lower part of this thing. Yes. Everything's dark, apart from a greenish light that's coming from a cylinder, like a large glass cylinder forward. <laughs> is that what he's saying? Towards the prow at the front, right? Forward. And there is another person there, um, a woman. Yeah. Wearing a white gown quite a utilitarian white gown kind of like with pens in the pocket you know holding yes. a clipboard yes she nods at you doesn't say anything as you clamber down into this into this place and she sort of goes back to studying she's looking at little somethings i mean mechanisms things with little multicolored lights on that are blinking little witch lights or magical something yeah bondy says this is eligos and the other figure kind of nods at you again but we just call her l oh really Cut me a break. You've been waiting ages. Cut me a break. (laughs) Bondi turns to Eligos and she says, I got stuff. And she shows Eligos. Looks like she's taken a little 
perfume bottle or atomizer out of her pocket. She kind of holds it up. She says, I think this will do. She puts it back in her pocket. And I also got this. She holds up a piece of paper. She passes across to Eligos, and Eligos kind of unfolds it, looks at it. Her eyebrows kind of raises her eyebrows and goes, hmm. Folds it back and gives it back to Bondi. Bondi puts it back in her pocket. She <laughs> says to Eligos, and sort of to you, but she's been saying this to you quite a lot. It's amazing what a bit of money will get you. <laughs> this cylinder. Yes. There's something in it. Uh, it's uh, bulbous. It's uh, grub-like. It's green. green. Yes. The worst. You know what it looks like? It looks like the it's thing that like. was in Ocaral, but um, somehow knitted back together. Uh, okay. So, so it's kind of got a stream of tendrils, fibres, running so out of it. So these are hardy little bastards, aren't they? Yeah, they yes. You get the sense that, I mean, this, yeah, you can see scars. You can see that there are scars in it, and you can almost see them healing before your very eyes. Oh, New wonderful. tissue. So you think this thing must be the one that was chopped out of Ocaral, or rather was almost diced as a result of you, <laughs> right? So wait a minute, wait a minute. If the other guys were here, yes. Johnny would say, We're doomed. We're doomed. We're and doomed. Dan would go, no. Oh, great. Let's attack, no. Well, let's attack it. You know, like the, the tendrils off a jellyfish. So there's yes. like a kind of green, grub-like, worm-like body. Nice. Main bit. And then all of these filaments that lead off it that look like they might plug into you in various places yes. where you to be mm. so unfortunate as to swallow one yes no yes no that's I absolutely get that thank you so much it's busily attaching all those bits to me right now possibly Bondi looks at you looks at it she goes they're hardy little fuckers and actually just her speaking near it the thing kind of twitches kind of jerks towards the glass and it's she, like alien, con- she it? can't help herself her head kind of whips back we took the remnants of this out of him and she gestures into the shadows aft and you can see with your dark vision you can see Ocaral's corpse basically chopped up like you left it yeah. just an absolute mess lying on a slab she looks back at you and she points back and then it's, it's basically since we took it back out and we put it in there it's been putting itself back together the risk of repeating myself it's amazing what you can get hold of when you spend a little bit of money and it took quite a lot of money to get hold of these two now your turn put that thing out by the way the smoke messes with the scrubbers alright I'm gonna I'll stub the cigar out onto his scaled forearm and puts the remains into its little box (laughs) one point of damage (laughs) she says he's got why were you hanging around the red blades um you took a room with the luxury didn't you what did you find out there well this is what I found in Ocarald's room and Mm -hmm. yeah it's the same bottle as what I drank uh, and that's why I was at the red blades they are the ones who brought it to this god-awful place. The brother of that hardy little fucker is now inside me. Can you help me get rid of it? They don't react particularly well to this news. They both take one step back, a little clang on the deck grating. The woman that Bondi's introduced as Eligos says, When did you drink that? Day before yesterday? Hmm. Well, I don't think that's particularly good news. No. I haven't had long to look at this thing, and I haven't got access to my library. But I don't think there's a way to get these things out of you without killing the host. I mean, that's my first thought. I mean, there might be another answer, and there might be a way to get some kind of, I don't know, some kind of curative. I'm not, I mean, it's just, it's just too early. There might be... Relatively new character. uh, (laughs) If we kill the host, we're thinking, and she looks at Bondi, kind of darts a look at Bondi, and then darts a look at you, and they both, you get this moment where, give me an insight check. Ooh, I think that'll be a fifth... Dean, yes. Double check. They exchange yes. a look, a scaly, that's along the lines of 
which one of us is going to have to grab him if we have to do that? <laughs> she says, it might, if we kill the host, it might cause this thing, these things to shuck themselves free. I mean, to, to detach. We don't yeah. know. What bothers me is that if there's more of whatever it is that you drank in your system when we brought you back to life, because that would be the plan, obviously, and they both kind of mm-hmm. laugh nervously, then maybe it, it just resets things and you just it, yeah. you, you, it all starts again. Yes. But whoever created this stuff might know a way. Yes. The answer might be with the red blades. Body says almost certainly with the red blades. Yeah. There might be something at True Spire in Marcus's library. In any case, the best thing for us to do is put you under. Uh-huh. It's not a disease. It's not a curse. If we put you under and we take you to True Spire, we get access to the library. Maybe we slow down the progression and maybe Marcus can help us. Maybe Marcus can help shed some light on this. That's what we need to do. And I think we need to kind of do it absolutely as soon as possible. Okay, we'll do this. We'll leave him one hour. I have things to do first. An hour. If it really is an hour, we're off in an hour. And if you're not yep. back in an hour, you're on your own. Okay. Says Bondi. And Eligos looks doubtful about whether or not this is a great idea. All right. I turn around. I'm going out on deck, relighting my cigar. I'm going back to Imandis. Yes. I'm going to explain that I might be delayed a bit. In the fourth time items. today. Yep. But I'm going to pay the full balance. <laughs> Now they look extremely nice. wary of you. I'm going to pay the full balance of what I owe them. Okay, that uh, modifies that. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Yeah. That chisholm up a bit. I'll give them a bit of a top up just to get oh, them to hold the stuff. Where are you getting all this money from, Paul? Um, do you know what? What? I. It was something to do with the setup of the character. You and know, I, like, I seriously cannot remember. Okay, well, Genuinely, I've been waiting for the guys to ask me. I can't remember. Well, okay, it was well, something to. You haven't pressed it was the a starting up startup. I haven't pressed the wrong button again. Every time you have a new character, you get something wrong. If you've been spending anyway, okay. Well, let's not get into it now. I've spent. I tell you what. I've, I, I yeah. figured out what I've spent so far. It's under a grand. Okay. And there was okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds actually sounds quite reasonable. Well, it's, and it it's was, come up. It's, it's come up um, because the others have been I'm listening sure to our have. first little. I'm sure they're all session. But if you think about it, he was a. 13th level yeah. startup yeah. so there is reasonable. something in the startup cash okay. which is reasonable okay, you've it. it's my just nerves. because yeah it's not I haven't got millions and millions endless but I'm just like focused this is I've got this money this is what I'm going to use it on that's it then so you pay up you give them a bit of a bonus and yeah. you head back yeah exactly put the cigar out before I go on board and head back you're back they're obviously surfaced or whatever or they've been just sitting there all this time and they're all yep. ready to go so when you board again the rumbling under your feet is orders of magnitude stronger, louder. You've got the sense that engines of or whatever kind of arcane machinery they've got that makes this thing work is all spinning up and things are hissing and there's sort of clunks. As soon as mm-hmm. you're on board, Bondi seems to be busying herself around departure. Yes. She clambers up, closes the hatch behind you that you used. There's lots of sort of um, turning of those metal wheel things to seal stuff. Yeah, you can see that I'm an expert in this field. Yes, and you're, you're using the right names. Yeah, 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 yeah the metal wheels. And the, you can sort of start, you start to feel the sense of just motion just kind of communicated to you through this weird machine. And you feel like you're descending very slowly. And I think Elegos says, come this way. And they've set up a gurney, basically like yeah. a wheelie hospital bed thing, on the main deck. Elegos is like, 
we think you're going to be okay. I think you're going to be okay. I, I know yeah. you're going to be okay, but you're going to have to drink this. She hands you kind of heavy ceramic beaker. Yeah. It's warm. There's some kind of warm, <laughs> milky fluid in it that smells of vanilla and sleep. She says, okay. drink this. Well, I, just right now, I'd just like to point out just yeah. a bit more kind of, let's look at Scaly, how he's feeling right now, in that Scaly is a land-born creature who's happiest sleeping in trees under the stars. Yes. And he's now in a tin can. Yes. Claustrophobic. I don't think he's got very good sea legs. I think he gets seasick very easily. And so well, I think this is almost a blessing. Out. Yeah, it's almost a blessing. Blessed relief. He grabs it. He's like, also, it's thank like, you. How long has this taken? It's taken all in since you made your nasty discovery. Let's say it's taken you a couple of hours, something like that. Yes. It's been pretty nasty for Scaly because out of nowhere, suddenly he realizes that something dreadfully awful is on. And then yes. what seems to be a salvation is just these random people who sort of seem to know who he is. Yeah. And sort of seem to know the people that he was hanging around who he doesn't know. And of course, yesterday was 16 years ago, or the day before yesterday, or whatever it was. Yeah. So it's just an extraordinary experience. The last thing he remembers is climbing down a ladder. 16 years yeah. later, he awakes from nothing with these people. And he hangs out with them for a bit, and everything just seems to be awful. <laughs> the very first moment that he meets them. It's, and, the, and then he finds himself 48 hours later being knocked out on a weird underwater did, machine yeah and it's just he's he's in a tin can and he's yeah. gets seasick please well this thing she, that smells of vanilla and sleep yeah yes, she settles you back she she sits you guides you to sit on the gurney and then she said to helps you as you ease yourself onto it and lie back there are little restraints built into this gurney like yeah yeah little kind of belt things as you lie back you can feel a warm sleepy state flow through you. The last thing you remember, Scaly, is that deep, reassuring thrum of the engines as you dream of sinking and sinking softly into the deep. And we'll find out what happens to Scaly. Uh, is some kind of cure possible? Can you really trust Bondi and Nelligos? <laughs> well, better. When we pick things up, whenever... Whenever that whenever is, the, it may not be next week. You know, wherever the road leads us, because I'm not quite sure what's happening with all of this. But yeah, when we pick things up again, so oh, we're figuring out. Very nice. The Billowing Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Prince of Red Hand and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Prince of Red Hand was written by Richard Pett. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Hey, cool people. Do you like mead, magic, and long walks in the icy tundra? Ever wonder what your sled dogs are thinking about? Why not cap off your night with a frosty tabletop adventure? You're my mum. They made me out of meat. Meat mother. What have I done? Is your grandma dying in a lake?
<laughs> I'm sorry, I have to ask, uh, but it's actually because I bought some boxer shorts from Targets recently, and they forgot to remove the security clip. <laughs> In bust we must. In bust we must, indeed. On board? Excuse me, oh, young careful, man. Careful, I've got a cut bum. <laughs> Wait, do you have a missing ring finger? No, I got yours, no. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. No. Fuck, there's a member of Kingston. <laughs> I'm getting all sweaty and I need a Kingston. She is desperate to keep her realm and she will fight any that would take that away. Well, grab your Ugg boots and join Reflex Save every Wednesday on your favourite podcast platform.